are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Hello everyone, this is another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. Hope you're having a good day. And again, thank you for joining me for another episode. Today's episode is entitled Masters of Illusion. And I came up with this idea of this title, Master Illusion. I was in the bed and I was in prayer. And I've been trying to work it out how I was going to put this, this show together, this story. But I just want you to bear in mind, people, I'm going to be using certain examples and to open your mind up for you to really get the grasp of the masters of illusion. And it starts like this here. Say you knew a dude or knew a woman or anybody that lived in the house that was burning. And the house burned consistently, but it did not consume the foundation. The house was just ablaze. And every day, the person would come in out of this house, which was blazing. Now, just visualize with me. And the neighbors always say, hey, man, hey, man, your house on fire. Your house on fire. They always tell you, and the person was saying, I know it's on fire. Every day that person will leave their house and come right back to that house that's burning every single day. Until one day, the person wakes up and realizes, hey, I'm in this burning house. And then the house, the fire itself consumes the people inside. Do that make any sense? Would you live in a burning house? Knowing that fire burns physically. So back to the title, Masters of Illusion. We have people among us, a lot of people, you know, some we work with, some we have in our family, don't believe that fire burn. We know that fire burn physically, but we don't believe fire will burn us or them in this case. So these people go about their daily business toying with fire because the fire haven't consumed them. They became best friends with the fire because fire has not consumed them. After a minute, they start thinking that they're masters of the fire because what? Fire never consumes them. But in all actuality, the fire is toying with them, really in control of them. Now, the fire in the, in the house situation represents us as a people that's lost. We are here. We're in the world. We're doing what we want to do. We don't believe that being a, a strong people are recognizing or, give, or giving recogni recognition to a brother or sister for doing something in our community worth of value. But we put our time and effort in what 
risky commodities. These are the things what the house represents in the story. So as long as we think we go about our business, we have ours. You better get yours. I, I'm controlling this fire. While on the other end, there's people like me. Those who has been pushed out. Those who probably you, you, you might like, but you sometimes you can't like them because they have special abilities. Not something quite of a Superman or Wonder Woman type of thing, but these people have abilities and talents that God has given them. And they, at the, sometimes at a certain point in their life, they don't know, they know it. They know it, but they haven't really mastered and horned in onto it. So people that's in the burning house tend to use those type of people or they end up hating them. Now, like I said, just bear with me in mind. The person who has the abilities or the natural abilities that you want to call them, they haven't, like I said, they haven't came to their full maturity yet, even though they may chronologically be of age, but they haven't came to their full potential yet. Because it's so much negative stuff, it's so much stuff that comes around them, telling them that they're not nothing, you're not attractive, you're not this. All the while, they have these abilities to do things and do it correct. Not just do things, but to do it correct. Example, breaking down a computer and putting it back together. Now, people say, that's easy. No, it's not. Or breaking down a car and putting it back together. Every piece, every bolt, every screw, every push rod. Every fuel injector. And that's kind of, that's, that's unusual for some people to do that if they, without even taking a class. But some people have that ability. So the other people, these folks who had a special ability, grow up wondering, always wondering, why is this? Why is this? And they, and they do things and whatever. And so forth. And they go through trials, tribulations and stuff to a point. Some of which of their own fault. Some of which they don't know. But the person in the burning house. As I said, they have come to a false understanding that they are masters of this natural element. Fire. Because they can control it. They can either play with it. They can make it into something. All the while, someone's telling them, hey, man, your house is on fire. But it's like, I know, but I got this. So the person who haven't matured into their natural state wonders and wonders and wonders until one day um, they have a meeting with the Most High. And a lot of us always say we're walking with the Most High. God is with me, but... In actuality, they're not. So, there's only a few people. And I can tell you, contest, I'm one of them. That actually have a natural communication with the Most High. And the Most High come to him, come to them and send help. Letting them know that, hey, what are you doing is right. It's okay for you to do this. I'm with you. 
I know it's hard, but I'm going to give you this for a time being. Now, these people go through time because, like I said, again, God is on his time. is not on our. And we know and sometimes his time can be three, four years, sometimes ten. All depends on the situation. And people get frustrated. So, some people get to the point that, you know, God has forgotten. But he haven't. He come back as soon as we say that. I haven't forgotten. Hey, come with me. Well, you know, we're going to go on a little journey. We're going to walk. And, you know, you're feeling good about, yeah, you know, God talking to me. You know, he's doing some things with me now. Then, he puts you on the potter's wheel. Or he puts you in that uh, fire where he makes iron. Iron ore. And you be like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like being discomfort. But this is part of the process. Now, bear in mind, people, the, the stories are going to link. So I know you probably said, damn, dude, get to the point. But I'm building up the story, so listen. So the great Am put you in the blast furnace, his blast furnace, his fire. And he purifies you. He pulls out all the impurities, all the doubts, all the fears, all the worries. He pulled all that stuff out. And while you in there walking in this fire, the fire is seven times higher, higher, hotter than anything. And you're crying, oh, I want to get out. I want to get out. But God said, no, you stay in there. You're even thinking to yourself that God's laughing at me. But really, those laughters are laughter of joy. He's not laughing at you. He's laughing with you. And he's, he's trying to get you to understand that. But in the midst of the fire, you only thing you concentrate on is hot in here. And you stay in there for a time being. As I said again, the time can be a month, a year, two, so forth. Now you in this blast furnace, consistent heat. But after a minute, the heat goes away. But you can see the flames. You walking around in there. You looking at, trying to look at time. Time and space has no meaning where you are, you there. But you can look through the crack of the blast furnace and you see the great I am warring with people. And you wonder, like, who is those people? He is warring on your behalf. While he's getting you prepared for your debut, he's clearing out those who have come against you. And you're like, man, you know, I should be doing that. But no, no, no. You ain't strong enough. That's why you're in the blast furnace. So eventually you come out. After all that, he pump, he brings you out. He cleans you up. He polishes you. He presents you to the world again in a different form. You go about your business. You think nothing really changed. Things change. As I said, in the blast furnace, in reality, the blast furnace is taking you away from certain things like jobs, people, certain places, certain resources, things that you used to can do. You can't do it no more. You, you feel a tightness. That's what the blast furnace represents because now he's making you where you need to be. He's maturing you. He's giving you that wisdom, that discernment that you know that you've been yearning for, but now he's saying, okay, you don't have to yearn anymore. Is 
infused in you by the fire. You walk out, you think ain't nothing happened. Only, only thing you think, well, I lost this, I lost this, I moved this. This woman left me. Dang, all you left me in the worst place than one before I got in here with you. But again, that it only seems that way. So now we come to the part where the two people meet. The master of illusion and the person who's been in the blast furnace. They're at odds one another. The one who's just been out of the blast furnace still has their natural ability and God is just basically approve them. But the person who is the ma who thinks, let's clarify, who thinks that he or she is the master illusionist, they are in denial. So these two opposing forces come across each other's path. Now, you would think the person who's the master illusionist who can control fire and not get burned would be confident in his or her abilities and self. No, because the fire, which is the real power, whispers to them, go over there, wage war with them, lie on them, scheme on them, lead them astray. Now, the fire is, is being deceptive. And the master illusion is already deceived his or herself to believe that they control the fire. Now, if you think you're the master of fire, would you, why would you listen to the fire? But they do. They go over there, take their behind over here, and war against the person who just came out of the blast furnace of the great I am. Now, the person who came out, like I said, there's no, ah, and all that stuff. It's just... They have coming out. They're new, made anew, fine-tuned, fine-polished, forged by the fire of Great I Am himself. Now, they have coming out. They're moving about in their business. They have a new perspective about themselves. They had to get over the hurt of their worldly lost possessions and positions because that's not them anymore. So they have walked in into a new position and then finally got things moving along again. So, okay, here's the first test. The master illusions and the person who just came out of a bam. They lie. Person ain't gone anywhere. We, 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 we get other people. Birds of a feather. We get these folks. We got to mount up on this person. Now, it takes four or five, maybe ten people because you know how gossip it starts to try to mount on this one person or individual or family. So the person in the blast furnace is like, you know, wondering what's going on. But God is always with him saying, son, I'm with you. You are, you have the armor on. There's nothing that you should fear. Walk. Go. So the person goes. And every time the master illusion comes, try to set up traps, doom, 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 don't happen. So the fire gets mad with the master illusion, like, you're not doing it right. We need to consume this person with fire. Ah, you're right, because fire, flesh and fire cannot, what, coexist. But obviously you and I'm coexisting in, in this house. 
So the flames go over there. It attacked the person. The person withstands it. It's not, it's not comfortable, but they can withstand it because, again, you, the person has been forged by the hand of the great I am. The flame was seven times hotter than anything on the planet, anything that man can ever imagine. So when the flame hit, it's like, wait, I don't like it, but it hits me. It goes off. So the fire gets mad, gets real mad, and turns up the heat. We gotta burn this person. This person can't stand up against me. No one can. So the fire has just revealed itself to the illusionist. But the illusionist, what? Didn't hear what the fire said. So the fire goes back over there again, try to attack the, the righteous person. Woof, doesn't happen. So after a minute, the fire already knows that something is different. It has seemed like I've met my match. I've ran across you before. All the fire and attack that I've thrown against you will never break you. Unless you accept the breaking. And I, since you're not going to accept it, I'm worthless. So the fire goes back to the, the master illusionist, the liar, and goes in there. And then the illusionist get mad because I've done all this. I've lied on this person. I schemed against this person. Thought we were powerful. Man, this is just not working out. And then all of a sudden... In a glimpse, the master illusion noticed that he or she was never in control of the fire in the first place. And what happened? They're consumed. The moral of this story that I had told people is we as a people live in houses of fire. Most of us live in, in an illusional world. We tend to go about thinking that we're something that we're not. We tend to think that we control and will things when we actually don't. We take our attention and time and the vast majority of war against people who are righteous, men, women, their families who want to be left alone. They had learned the errors of the ways they have been in the blast furnace of the Most High. God has himself had placed their hand on him, on them or him or her. And we, uh, most of us, feel that jealousy because a lot of us walk around here saying they know the Most High. They've been, they talk to the Most High. But when the Most High shows up and he blesses this person or this group or so forth with a certain ability, the people who say they're walking tend to find that they're not. That jealousy rises up. See, a righteous person is a person, like I said, in principles. He or she is not wavered by the things of the world too much. Yeah, they got to eat. I'm not going to sit up here and say a righteous person don't care about eating. A person don't care about paying their bills. 
but they're not on that quest for world approval. They're just ordinary people who was special people. Not not I not even say ordinary, they're special people that are brought to us in a certain point in time for a certain point in reason. But the vast majority of us reject them. I'm just going to throw, I mean, it's a scripture in here. Then Jesus said, I come and people reject me. You know, did he not say that? You know, for those Christian people, for people who are calling themselves Christian. What I'm saying is, is that we as black people, we reject the good in us for the counterfeit, for the illusion. We rather stay in a burning house that we think we control because it haven't consumed us, then to be free, free from certain things. And it's just, it's dumbfounding to me how I see people, us as, as brothers and sisters, opposably war against one another. We go to war in an instant. What? Yada, yada, yada. We'll talk about who? Yada, 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 yada. But to build, to heal, we don't do that. We, we can destroy one another, but then when it's time for us to war against our real enemy, which is the fire, which is the system of things that have divided us, and most of the time have conquered us, we don't move. It's like we're frozen in time. And then we finally realize that we have been used up. The fire consumers, a.k.a. put us out, make, a, make a, a mockery of us. And we accept it because we ain't got no choice. And we just we go about our business like ain't nothing happened. So as I said, this podcast is, this is a thinking podcast. This is, you know, Wrap your, just try to wrap your mind around what I said in the story. Visualize it. You have a righteous person or a person who have not known their abilities yet. People have bombarded them. They have been pushed to the side. They have been ostracized to a point. But God has watched them all the time. Have always given them, always provided, not a lot, but enough to let them know, it's like, man, I'm surprised I'm still here. But God said, I haven't been finished with you yet. Now the training, the real training begins. And that training is that blast furnace. From that pottery wheel to that blast furnace. And when he shut that door, you can't get out. No amount of crying and pleading and begging is going to let you out of there. Until all... Of the stuff is complete. And a lot of us, and I say this like, like not just the righteousness, but also in our things when it comes to economics. We know what we have to do, but we want to be master illusionists. We want to play around, pretend we can do things and accept the fact that when, you know, most of us accept the fact that we ain't doing it, but long we do a put up a good illusion, a good rule. Hey, I can get away with it. 
until somebody challenging, or in this case, the fire tail really reveals itself like, look, you're not in control of this. I am. I just allowed you to think that you was running this. I think you know that I think that's a bad situation when you think that you was controlling something of natural element or people and come to find out that you wasn't. They was controlling you. I mean that's that's a whew, that's a damn ego buster right there. Like, damn, I thought I was controlling you. No, 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 no. I was controlling you. I just allowed you to think that. How many times did we, we we play these roles in a day? But, you know, I just had to come to you with that story because it was on my heart when it, I was thinking about us as a people, how we do one another. And it, I think that's a, a good example. You know, I could sit up here and be like the, the cheering of Israel, we, and the brother said, um, that's not going to get you. Or I could come the preacher route. Or I can come the black conscious route, which most of them fools are scammers. But I'm just coming to you as a simple dude, just letting you know, hey, just think. Just use your imagination. Just imagine yourself coming home every day to a burning house. You go into bed in a burning bed, and the bed doesn't burn you. Just imagine it, and you think you started getting confidence thinking you can control this element. Because fire is an element. It's a natural element. And to others, it burns, but it ain't burning you. It's complimenting you. It's telling you things that you need and sometimes things you want to know. It's telling you stuff. It's giving you that, but it's controlling you, really. And that's the attitude of most of us in, in our community. People who we consider friends, some of us consider co-workers. They consider themselves master illusions. They have pulled the wool over so many people until they get their big wake-up call and the fire consume. But the person who has always been true to themselves from beginning to end had their doubts. God has always made a way for them to say, hey, I got your back. If you're willing to, to learn, if you're willing for me to teach you, I got your back. As I've always been saying in my podcast, the choice is yours. And the same thing it is, the choice is yours. You can be victorious or you can be a coward. The master of illusionist is the coward the man the woman or whoever that is that's the righteous they really are the warriors they don't want to go but if I gotta go I'ma go as I said in the story when the fire hit the righteous person it burns to a point I mean he, he or she feels it when it hits them but it doesn't burn them. But it's still the effects of how fire just consumes them. It's like, I don't like that, but still, I ain't burned up. So, I hope that you take something away from this podcast. Like, what are you? Are you a master illusionist? 
or are you a righteous person? I didn't say perfect. I said righteous. Because a righteous person knows he or she has done right or wrong. And they willing and able to correct it with some teaching involved. But they, they, they are eager to correct the wrong that they have done. That's a righteous person. A master illusionist is a person that want to be accepted. They want to be told they're right even when they're wrong. They want to be the boss without building. They want to be important. And they just little bitty people inside. Full of childish things. So that's my question for you all. And that's the, the podcast question. Are you a master illusionist or are you a righteous person? We all have this choice. We can be righteous or we can be unillusioned. We can pretend to be something that we're not or give up something to get something that we think is better. Kind of find out it ain't worth squat. That's, that's the question and that's the thing I'm going to leave with y'all on this podcast. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for supporting Real Talk Miss Q, the War Machine. Uh, that goes for the people who like the show and also you haters, you trolls and all the rest of you fools that come on here. Or, you know, don't come or whatever. Or trying to find out certain things. But this is for the people out there. My people. We are, we are people. We're great people. And we should carry ourselves like that. I'm not saying be a pushover. I'm not saying that we have to be that way to everybody. Because it's, it's, it's discipline in certain things that we have to do. That is true. But as I said, people, if you see somebody doing good, don't knock them. If you, if you live in that illusionist life, that, that gangster life that, you know, I'm talking about that, that thing where you think you're controlling things. Take a step back. Don't step too far, but just enough. And see that you're not really controlling. It's controlling you. And I say don't step back too far because just like in that little story, you step back too far, the fire might consume you. So, again, thank you. For your support. Thank you for everything. I still ask you to send me emails, people. Or, like I said, when you hear this podcast uh, on Black Junction, on YouTube, um, uh, Spotify, so forth, Anchor, you know, by all means, leave a comment. Whether good or bad, you know, hey, I, you know, I'm, I need to know certain things. Do you like it? Do you don't like it? If you think it stinks, fine, you know, whatever, you know, you have your opinion. But it would be nice just to hear something from you or leave a comment. You know, did it help you think? What did you take it from it? Or you just think it's full of, you know, crap. And that goes for all of the shows. You know, it don't have to be this particular one. But if you can just say, hey, Mr. Q, this show, this show sucks. All right, that's good. That's fine by me. But I'm going to keep doing it anyway. But anyway, 
because it's fun and I love you. And I, anything that I think that I'm going to bring to you that you need to hear, I'm going to do it. Just like the old people who told me, like, I'm gonna, I tell you this stuff because I love you. I ain't telling you this stuff because I want you to like me. I want you to be better. So with that, people, I'm Mr. Q, the War Machine, and this has been Real Talk. Come back again for another episode. I have some more juicy topics and things that I'm going to talk about. Until then, you have a good one. Peace out. This was the War Machine. Real Talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.